Hi. Hello. Welcome to It's a Shame. It's our podcast. It's about shame. Yep. And other things. Yeah. But, yeah, mostly other things. Probably a lot of other things today. Yeah. Today is, today is uh, an interesting day. It's a very special day. We're coming at you. Uh, <laughs> from San Diego. From San Diego. <laughs> from San Diego's uh, tarmac. Airport yes. tarmac. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, it's hot. We've got the door open. The planes yeah, are in full planes force. are rolling through. We can lock the dogs in the noise. bedroom. It's, We're doing the best we can. And we have visitors, which you may have uh, noticed. And if you're listening for the first time, I'm Danielle Nelson. I'm Lily Rogers. And uh, we're joined today by uh, my partner, Jamie Boehner. Hello. And my partner, Stephanie Johnson. Greetings, folks. <laughs> we're happy you're with us. If you're tuning in for the first time, we're happy you found us. If and also, this is not like this. This thing is not like the others. No, no. So last night we had a bit of a party, and today, in honor of her birthday, 40th birthday, FYI, BT Dubs. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> Context is everything. We're listening on the radio for crying out loud. Oh my god. <laughs> So, okay, if you can't tell, we're a little punchy today. We woke up still drunk. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what our lives we, are like right we now. Had a, we had a late party. It was a late, ran into the wee hours. Yeah. And then Lily and I were bold and said, we're going to podcast today. Do it anyway. And uh, and boy, boy, here we are. And so we, we, we dragged our partners into it. Mm-hmm. So you're in for a treat. Everybody loves this. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. Our numbers do jump when you guys are on them. We'd be on every episode if we could. And in a way, we are. Uh-huh. Um, in a way, you are. Go elaborate. Uh, Steph and I wrote the intro and outro music that uh-huh. That's right. yeah, brings yeah. everyone into the podcast episode and takes them out yes. after an amazing journey with the two of you. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, they're omnipresent, yeah. basically. Uh, so here we are, podcasting in the heat. The door's open. The sound might be wonky, but you know what? We're going on a strange, strange journey. Here we are, and let's do it. Yeah. So, um, do you have brand new information? Um, well, I could make something up. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I I just looked up my brand new information. You're so good at this. <laughs> no, it's really okay. This has been a journey. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's the sound of Stephanie's glass hitting the table. And for the the listeners, uh, something really funny is happening, which every time Stephanie sets her glass down, Lily wags her finger I at her. I point at it. Yeah. And I say, I mouth, don't do that. <laughs> so if, special treat, if you're listening at home, every I'm time, a great time. <laughs> every time you hear Stephanie's glass hit the table. Um, Somebody, I'm free. drinking a lot, okay? <laughs> It's hot. Uh, it's it's been a minute. Well, like I said, we're a little punchy today. Um, <laughs> okay, so because of the topic that we are talking about today, which I guess I'll just tell you right now, uh, we're going to be talking about competition a little bit later, um, and it stemmed from us both or all all four of us uh, watching the, the Michael Last Jordan Dance. documentary, yeah. The Last Dance, and we I, we're not done with it yet, but we you know we got really into it, and then it just sparked this like fascination about the drive to be as competitive as somebody like he is so anyway but before we get into that my brand new information i literally just uh googled fun basketball facts oh (laughs) okay (laughs) so i just learned this so 
Aubrey Plaza, mm-hmm. who I like her. We love love. Yeah, She's, Parks and Rec. Yeah, she was from Parks April. and Rec. Mm-hmm. Legion from yep, also in Legion. She's amazing and crazy and wonderful. Um, she is on like an intramural basketball team in LA. I knew she called was a baller. The God, Pistol Shrimps. The pistol oh, shrimps. Pistol shrimps. That's amazing. Do you know what position she plays? Not I to put you on the spot. Actually, but. I didn't get that deep into it, but uh, that's pretty solid. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want to like. Well, now we can't because nothing is open. But I think it would be so fun to go like watch her play basketball. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it be fun? Yeah, it's like yeah, I can see her being a basketballer. I also can see her being like a roller derby girl. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah. she, one of those, she actually is, though. She is a basketball player, uh-huh. not a roller derby girl. That's we don't just know. my fantasy. That's true, I don't know. <laughs> thank you for keeping... I wouldn't put it past her. Thank I you for keeping the dream alive. appreciate that. Um, <laughs> my brand new information is... Um, you know what? Let me defer. Do you have any brand new information? So this isn't brand new information, but I was scrambling to think of something in case you asked, so I did. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> it'll be brand new information to the listeners of this episode. Um, Are you going to talk about how Billy Corgan's racist? Because that's I was going to say, <laughs> if the listeners are wanting some brand new information about what is the last thing that Jamie Googled on his phone, and yes, the tab is still open, it is Billy Corgan is a racist in my Google search results, and I don't want to get a suit or anything. I'm not accusing him of being that you can make up your own mind but if you google billy corgan is a racist you'll find some truths interesting yeah and for those of you who maybe aren't familiar billy corgan is the lead singer of the band the smashing pumpkins and from the he, 1990s from the 1990s check out that uh we were watching some music videos earlier that's and now he's your grandpa that's like social justice warriors is Ruining the country. It's basically the clan. Anyway, sorry. Damn you, Billy Corhead. You had something to say. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, because we were watching music videos, it brought up some brand new information from the Tom Petty video that I had no idea. Yeah, we need to fact check that. Um, <laughs> it may or may not be true. I don't know. It's okay. I'm pretty sure the girl in the music, the Tom Petty of Free Falling music video, can you Google this? I, I was just gonna volunteer to do that. Thank we you. We must be married. Um, I, I think she was murdered right. by like, it was like a partner violence thing. So she is the skateboarder, who is not a good skateboarder by mm-hmm. the way, but she is wearing a pretty solid rockin' 90s outfit. Yeah. Which are and like she, neon, high-waisted yeah like, with the short the biker shorts. shorts that were like pink on one leg <laughs> yeah. green on the other both neon as can be which i think i owned a pair of those and then like this little bralette thing yeah, yeah. and she's just going down the half pipe but she's not good at it but anyway sorry to speak ill of the dead she might not be dead though we don't, we don't know, know. <laughs> we don't know tbd on on this information what you it's look not looking room. good by the by jamie's facial expressions Oh, well, yeah. we started off watching the new Miley Cyrus video, which was awesome. Yes, it's very excellent. It's fun. Younger now. She feels younger now. Mm-hmm. She's a babe, and I dig the video. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's great. I like her whole, like, very strange aesthetic, and, yeah. And then we There's also... dance numbers. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's a breakout God, dance number. Great music video. <laughs> it's true. There is, there are, there is some really good dancing in it, uh-huh. for sure. And Not the, the best, but solid. Enough. Solid. It's enough. Not the best. (laughs) (laughs) 
speaking of not the best, shall we talk about competition? Yes. Uh, Wait, did I find the answer to your question? I don't know, did you? Oh, this podcast is going to take a... Doctors. Oh, no. Right, let's come back to it. It I, usually does. You know what? I'm it, getting the weirdest searches. I don't think I'm Googling this correctly, which is a shame because I, I work in a field that don't involves search that marketing. But You're selling yourself short. A skateboarder murdered somebody, for sure. I don't know if it was the actress in that Tom Petty video. <laughs> maybe but there's he, a famous maybe story. Maybe it was her boyfriend that murdered someone. There was murder. Uh, okay. Murder I tell you that. was involved with the skateboard community. <laughs> His name was Gator. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, shit. If you have any information, please contact us. Yeah. One eight hundred skateboard murders. <laughs> okay. For all of your <laughs> murder. <laughs> Skate with an eight. Um, of course. <laughs> Kids, skateboard is cool, but you know it's not cool. Murder. murder. Oh God! I really want there to be like some show that's like the skateboard murder community, <laughs> like. Well, there is a show now called Teenage Bounty Hunters, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, well, if you, hey, get in touch, Netflix, if you want to work with us on skate. I think a show about skateboarders that solve crimes. Instead of doing crimes. <laughs> Did you ever cool. see Skater Dater? No. <laughs> I think this is not real. It, no, it's, it's, I think in the late 70s, huh. a movie about two skateboarders like falling in love, a guy and a girl. Skater Dater? Yeah, Skater Dater. <laughs> and then you go on a skate together. That's not right. True. Did you say that the mur- the alleged murderer's name is Gator? Yeah, that was his nickname. <laughs> oh. The skateboarder. There's a lot of it. rhyming with Skater. It's oh like my god, skater. one word. Skater Dater, 1965 American short film. The yeah, short film. Damn, Damn Johnson going into the, uh, the vault with that one. The, oh my god, you guys. This film tells a story with no dialogue. It's like the ads we were watching earlier. <laughs> so, uh, here's my brand new information. If you watch YouTube long enough without pressing any buttons... It will serve you the strangest, the strangest ads. ads. We saw a music video. <laughs> was it a music that. video? It was a four-minute-long ad that didn't give you any kind of textual information, it, and it was, it was just like a New woman York, in front of a green screen traveling to different parts between of New York City and Hollywood. And there was and then some, like there was a lot of no no nos, no yeah. no nos. And, and even then, when she went a place in the green screen, it was like not a fun neighborhood. It's like no. When it was New York, it was like now I'm in Midtown East. Right. And you're like, That's and it was fun. kind of <laughs> racist. I was just gonna say, was there some light racism with the Japan? Definitely the Japan and, and the, the French. French. Yeah, she had like a beret. She was like holding a baguette. I'm trying to Google it, you know, and <laughs> that it's, should be YouTube's slogan. Everything know, served up with a slight dose of racism. Like to me, she I seemed no Americanish. Latin American. Oh, I couldn't tell. I couldn't. I could. I just, you know, I couldn't tell either. Well, now we're being lightly racist. How fun! I don't mean to be, but I was trying to <laughs> context with this thing that was weird as hell. I was about to go white on white racist and be like, I was getting kind of a Jersey or Long Island vibe from her. <laughs> white on white racist. The best kind Still of racist. Still just racist. I don't, I don't think you need racist. to qualify. Um. How uh, how you guys feel about competition? Yeah. Let me ask each person here if you can answer. Uh, do you think that you're a competitive person? Mm-hmm. I'm not. First? I'm not. No. I mean, I can be. I think I have moments of being competitive, but oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> if you hear the car horn, you knew it was gonna happen. Now there's a car alarm going. Off. Dude, if you're making it through this episode, you God deserve... Bless you. You're our real friends. <laughs> 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 Weird-ass video thing. You're 
you're going to sit through this episode. <laughs> well, let's not torture the listener, shall we? <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Done deal. Uh, no, in terms of competition, I'm not a competitive person. It's like it's just not part of my DNA. I don't really understand competitive people. So, yeah, like when we're watching the last dance, his level of competition is it's part of what makes him great, but it's yeah. also just something that I would never be able to. It's access. crazy to me though. Like it's yeah. just like that kind of drive is I think ama- it's incredible because I think it allows people to do the amazing things like he did. But then like simultaneously, it's also it's, it's scary the, yeah. the, the, to see someone with that kind of laser focus. But then yeah. you know I guess the the flip side of that would be. You have to have something like that in order to achieve that level of greatness. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I think just being very driven by something is fascinating, but, like, competition is just a hard one for me to imagine being, like, super driven by. Yeah. Yeah, which are, is... Yeah. Are you, com- are you competitive with Jane? I think, not to uh, parry your answers, but not by nature. I think occasionally things will bring it out in me, um, but it's much more a result of it not being in my nature. And we'll get into this later in the episode. Will we? (laughs) When I just turn it into a therapy session, but um, (laughs) not having it in my nature, most of my experiences in life with competition are people like kind of taking it out of me that I wasn't like why aren't you more competitive? Why aren't you part of the competition? Like, I see. We all need to be like competing and me like spending my whole fucking life trying to deal with that and be like, but that's not how I feel. You have, yeah. to, try, you have to try a lot harder to be a winner. And I don't want to. Okay, so Johnson is competitive. And like fail. I'm like, I didn't again. And like, no, yeah. I don't. I can't set myself up for failure time and again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, dark. so are you saying that you're competitive because you hate failing well like it takes i'd have to stop drinking i'd have to like start <laughs> running or, i don't know oh, wait. you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah i see what you're saying so it's like you like in order to like live a competitive be a competitive person you feel like you'd have to make a lifestyle shift absolutely yeah yeah because right now you're just like well it's also I'm having a good time and let's not not have a good time but yeah uh, Competition isn't just like physical competition. Oh, I understand. It could be that. like in anything. Sure. Yeah. What? Do either you way, I just like can't. Yeah. I, I, you don't, I you can't. don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. No, yeah. you don't strike me as. I, I don't. I don't think You're I've ever seen you be competitive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've witnessed. Do that. I like to win? Yeah, in your face. Oh, I mean. Well, well you're also <laughs> naturally good at a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm very true. Good at a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm you a are. Jack of all trades, master of none, as they say. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I have mastered a few trades. You're pretty good at some oh. shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm going to casually curse throughout the episode. I should have thrown that out for our younger listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so that they know that I'm cool. We never do that. So they know you're cool? Is that, is that, is that your There's no your parental flag? advisory. It's just like, hey, kids, I'm the cool one. I curse a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're letting your freak flag freak Oh, H-E-Double double toothpicks. Come on, like, kids. Freak flag <laughs> on the plane. Um, but I, just final answer, because it's still my turn, is it? <laughs> your uh, turn. <laughs> I think... Um, Maybe you are a little No, just listen to everyone's answers. So competition... <laughs> Last word, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I think competition for competition's sake is something that all of us have a hard time relating to. Yeah. Okay. I can understand somebody being obsessive about something. So yeah. the degree to which Michael Jordan was obsessed with being the best basketball player 
or the degree to which uh, maybe Prince was obsessed with writing perfect songs. Like obsession, I can relate to, but when someone just wants to like compete for no good reason, right. I cannot relate to that. You know? The thing I think about competition that I don't like is the idea of squashing someone, someone else. Someone else. That's or, the whole thing. Right. Wanting because, to have like victory yes, over someone else. Because competition naturally sets up like a dichotomy, right? Where like you are better than someone else. Yeah. And that to me is, it's kind of, it's, it's just like not, I don't know. It, it, it's more of a mindset. It's like, Michael Jordan's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the best at it. Yeah. And so I have to beat whoever is, thinks they're the best, too, because I have to know who I'm going to be the best at. You know what right. I mean? It's, right. just, it's a one-on-one. It's like, I got it. There has I to be a loser. I can do this, and I'm gotta, I've got to, let's do it. Yeah. Let's see if I can get there. Yeah. And but I, I think understand that drive, and I love watching it. I think it's amazing sportsmanship to watch stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. Yeah, I think there's just a thrill in watching somebody great at yes, what absolutely. they do. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, I think that there, but there too, okay, so like to actually like tie it into the theme of our whole podcast, I think that a very hard-driven person in that way is kind of covering up some like shame feelings or like some, not necessarily shame, but like, some Do you think it's an of, overcompensation? It's an overcompensation, yes. I think that they're trying to live up to something that they feel like they lack or that they're not good enough in some way, and so that they have to be the best at something because they feel lacking about some, something in their life. But like his dad was by his side the whole time and being very supportive of him and just like being a cha- his number one guy. Yeah, and and Michael loved that because every day he was or every time he won, it was like his dad was so happy. But you and, know what I mean? It's just but they but he grew other. up right, and he said like he had that he had to be competitive for like the dad's attention or his brother would always get everything, and so there's that scene where, uh, you know, his dad says if you want Michael to do something and do it well, tell him he can't do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and so there is that. It's interesting. Well, I I've seen. I've seen people as like I the phrase a phrase that I think is interesting is friendly competition a mm-hmm. little friendly competition and I think that can be fun and mm-hmm. a good thing. I mean we we play games you know what I mean <laughs> mind games, <laughs> um, but we play like board games and you guys play cards. Well, I don't know. Do you Lord, still play cards? No. No, Lily doesn't like to play cards with me. <sighs> Okay. Really? So, is it because you get competitive? Yeah. He, yes. I was just gonna say here's here's the caveat to me not being a competitive person. It's I was very shocked when it happened. So Steph and I were playing Rummy together, and Rummy five hundred. Rummy five hundred. Okay. And um, I have never gotten this way before playing games with people because I really don't care to win. Like that's like I just like whatever. I was getting like very. I think maybe I talked about this in the Rage episode. Like so mad at you because I don't. I don't know what it was. Something about the way that you play cards, the way that I play cards, it just does not combine into a happy moment. You play cards to win, so I'm trying to win. I have strategy, and you're like telling me I'm cheating because I'm holding the high cards. Yeah, because I need them because I'm going (laughs) to win the goddamn game. You're a hot corner. So what? That's what you do. Even when you don't need them, though. You don't know if I need them? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Everybody's been through this, right? So, yeah, we get competitive sometimes. Do we get competitive? A little bit, and I think it always comes in those moments of what you just um, hit on of, like, what's friendly competition really mean? And, like, I think if we're playing, like, a trivia game 
against each other or something. We we both. I'm get never over. competitive with trivia because you smoke my ass every time. <laughs> like you were so good at it. Like you were like inhumanly good at trivia. Like it blows my mind. I'm just full of useless facts. That's all it is. <laughs> like it's it's insane. <laughs> I don't know how it every time we play trivia, I'm just like fuck. I I really got gypped with my like public school education in Louisiana. Like the facts that you know are just mind boggling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> or going outside trivia, like we played Scrabble for the first time together recently. Like we were competing with each other, but it's not like that. Like, yeah. What's that show we were watching where the couples want to we prove were that not they're the most competing. attractive one? You, you submitted we dogs fun. with a Z, and I let you have it. <laughs> yeah. That's not competition. Oh, people that take Scrabble seriously would really hate playing with Danielle. You got 10 more myself. points, man. Yeah. Uh, but I was just thinking. We didn't even keep score. What was that show, uh, that British show that we loved that was like. The Hotter, hotter Half? half. The hotter half. So, like, watching that show with you was so fun because it's just the idea that this uh, that a couple would be like, I need to prove I'm considered hotter than you. I'm like, more attractive than my partner. <laughs> I don't think we're competitive with each other in, in really any way. No. Yeah, I don't think we ever really have. I'm trying to think if we're ever competitive. Um, you always try to prove you're taller than me, but you're not. And I think it's kind of sweet and endearing, so even that, it's not like it's competition. Well, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever said that I'm taller than you. I think I'm as tall as you. But you know what? Factually, I know that I'm not. <laughs> we we often drive the same car, and I always have to readjust because you're yeah. taller than me. And I also ask you to reach for things that I know I can't reach. So I know on a, like a fact level that you're taller than me. But you want to be taller than I, I, me. I That's where your that competitive I, nature comes out. <laughs> I'd like to be as tall as you. I don't know why. That's so funny. It's really weird. And I don't even really want to be a tall person. And I'm I not that I, tall. I'm, we were talking about Michael Jordan, folks. I'm not his height. Like, I'm a pretty normal-sized person. I, not yeah. a lot of people are. I'm I'm 5'8". I think I always wanted to be 5'9". I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe I'm competitive with myself. <laughs> Wait, what? Beep, beep, back up the truck. What? Yeah, we don't have time for that. I'll, I'll save that for therapy in a, in a week. In 30 minutes. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I just, I remember in in high school, for instance, I'm not a sporty person. I know this comes as a shock and surprise to all of you. But, like, the few times that I would play sports, like, well, I did gymnastics when I was growing up. But that's, like, you're kind of just competing against yourself because I didn't actually compete. I just, you know, did it as a hobby. Um, but then, you know, the, the few times that I would play sports, it was always in P.E., and I just remember, like, my classmates getting so mad at me, like, when we were playing team sports because I wouldn't try very hard. Like, yeah. I remember very specifically, like, playing volleyball. Oh, yeah. And I, I, have those I think I had to be the server because we would, like, rotate, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, so eventually you had to serve. And I was like, I am not into this. I don't want to injure my arm. This hurts. Like, so I just kind of, like, tossed it and, like, kind of barely hit it. And I just remember one kid just, like, yelling at me, like, come on, what are you doing? And I just screamed back at them. And I was like, it's fucking P.E. you're not playing in the olympics here buddy (laughs) calm the fuck down yeah no and people do take it super you know what i just you brought up a memory when you said sports i love that i'm over here like i'm not competitive and then i'm like i'm competitive with myself but when i used to play tennis like Mm -hmm. i was insanely competitive and i would go mcenroe i threw a fucking racket one time and got disqualified um because the other girl was playing dirty and Mm -hmm. i didn't like it and mm-hmm. she was, and she was better than me. She was good, and I was pissed at myself. I think, and yeah. then I was like, 
you know, it's bringing up something that maybe competition is just like anger. You have to be like angry with yourself almost. Yeah, maybe. Because that was what would come up with, you know, when I think about playing tennis and like I thought I was good and I was like prided myself on it yeah. and I practiced. And then when someone would come along who was a threat or was better, it would just, I would genuinely get so pissed. I would just be like, fuck, like I should have worked more on that or on this. And anyway, this girl was playing dirty and I just, I kept trying and I was pushing myself so hard mm -hmm. and I was frustrated with myself and it was like, and she just scored this beautiful, like I, I missed it. I, I couldn't have even gotten there if I could have flown with the tennis racket in my hand. And I was so fucking pissed that I just gave up and threw the racket and yeah. it disqualified me for the rest of like, I couldn't do, be in any match for the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any time that I got, like, really pissed. Because I think that the few times where you are, like, trying to, like, push yourself and you don't make it the way that you want. I mean, I guess that's a little bit competitive is perfectionism, which I definitely suffer yeah. from. And I think that mm -hmm. that's definitely a, like, if I can't do something really excellently, I'm not going to bother doing it. Or if I am doing it, I have to, like, work way over time to make it perfect so I, I suppose in that way yeah that's that's a form of competition yeah absolutely I, yeah for sure but it's like I'm not really ever comparing it to anybody else it's just like I can't there's this part of me that just cannot accept what I deem is not excellent yeah, and I, I suffer from this, like, just with general stuff, like, in our life, like, I... Standards, though. Yeah, There's well, if I have... that you're, get right. you're okay to give away, you're like, okay, meh, or absolutely not. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, my thing is, if there are certain things, if I want it done, I want it done right. Yeah. And I like how I do it. Yeah. One of those things is loading the dishwasher. <laughs> like, I, you will put them in there, and I'm just like, I don't get competitive, but I'm just like... It, it boggles. This is incorrect. This, yeah, well, it boggles <laughs> my mind. But the problem is mine because I'm super type A about right. like, how many dishes I can fit in there. Yeah. And I feel like I have to defend my personal brand for a second. <laughs> Daniel is way better at it than me. But uh, Lily and I, when we used to work in an office, um, we had a lot of young people in there and we had a couple dishwashers that people could load oh, and they were God. young folks. Nightmare. Real terrible at it. So I just want my wife and the listeners to know. It could be worse. Oh, I'm so pretty good. Worse. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. I'm not great, but Danielle is truly great at it, and I, I try to learn from her skills. Sometimes Do you I would go try and... to learn from my skills because I see I see bowls and positions. So that remember are when Danielle said she's not competitive? That was a lot. <laughs> I told you I'm, com I'm not I'm not competitive about the dishwasher, but I mean I, I put it on me though. Like I'm weirdly perfectionistic about mm -hmm. something some things, and one of them is the dishwasher, and I don't know why that is. Hmm. It's very strange. Yeah. But do you it's, I well I would imagine I don't know you that well but <laughs> uh, I you've always told me that um, bringing order to something or yeah. making sure like things fit or they're clean yeah. or they're not chaos I, physically like in the house yeah. like it helps you juggle I the, drive a the lot of emotions the mental yeah. chaos that we're all kind of dealing yeah. with all the yeah. time so I like it's, I it's like a physical like... manifestation of yeah. Putting things in the right place. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like when uh, Steph is loading up the car or unloading groceries. I'm not allowed to touch anything, but it's very much, it seems like you're just like creating order and it, your brain has how it wants it things to go. It's I've really seen interesting you load to a truck. It's impressive. Uh -huh. Yeah. You, you, you've I got skill you. with that. I'm just like a... 
if everything, if you fit it, I used to not fold my underwear. And I just shove it in the drawer, shove them all in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh-uh. they're all shoved in there. And I'm like, you know what? Fold, fold your underwear. Them. And like, nice and neat. And there you can find them. What color? Do, 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 do. It's a way. So you just figure out a I way shove to. shove mine in. Yeah, no. As a whole, I'm, I'm missing out, I think. Folding well, your underwear is, is it's, a, it's the way to go. And then so you're like, I okay, think they if won't everything, fit. it fits better, number yeah. one. And you're not all like. I literally so just do grab that. it with two hands and like. Toss it around the jumble of mess <laughs> to find what I want. In the morning, you're like, oh. Just reaching in the drawer, right? Blind, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, though. So maybe I should start folding my. And so, hair. anyway, I just realized that uh, let's think about this a second. Let's try to figure the three steps ahead and then what I'm going to need first, what do I not need, what's going to fit on top of it. it oh, do I have OCD? Is, am I, do maybe I a little bit. Mind? Maybe a little bit. I think everyone has it. We talk about this on the podcast all the time. Uh-huh. Everybody's got a touch of OCD. Yeah. For sure. I got it from my dad. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's smart. He's like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe we should start a competitive folding team. I'll lose. Competitive folding? <laughs> Competitive folding. I'm going to watch a Marie Kondo or Kondo. Kondo? Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. Uh-huh. <laughs> How does she fold her on Marie <laughs> Calendar. I'm going to start watching Marie Calendar. Marie Calendar. <laughs> old her underwear. I've been wanting to see the, uh, the Marie Kondo thing for a while. Uh-huh. I just I I got bought the book and wow that uh, I also purchased the book first chapter. (laughs) God, she's talking a lot about the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) does it bring you joy? I'm like, no, No. fuck this book. (laughs) I've I've used her images in a lot of PowerPoint slides. She's been good for my career. (laughs) That that condo. I think a lot of people were helped by her book. Yeah, my sister did it for a while. Talking smack. I mean, and her drawers are like beautifully like after she had her first baby. Um, I went to her house and I did laundry and helped her around the house. And um, I remember opening up one of her drawers and, geez, it was just, I've never seen things folded so nicely. (laughs) Did you know where to find it? Uh, The Anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, everything was organized. Like her T-shirts were folded in a way. Turns we out, could I can find see things. the T-shirt. Like, oh, it was amazing. Anyway, sorry, so I was like, she said a Marie Kondo. So, but speaking about that though, like, did you ever have like competition with your sibling? Because I definitely did growing up. Like, I remember having like fights about like, I could sit there and think this is about you wanting our parents to like you more. Like, oh. or certain, like, behaviors, or certain, like, yeah, I definitely remember that. There was a lot of competition in that way, and because I was, like, the baby, right, and, like, my poor older sister, like, saw them treat me differently, and, like, I remember her getting so mad because my mom was still making my bed, and mm. she would just be like, what the hell, mom? Like, I've been making my bed since I was younger than her. Like, why? And she's just like, well, she's just, uh, you know, like... She just can't do it. She's little. She's just little. She doesn't know how. And she was just like, I call bullshit on this. And I just remember thinking, like, why are you so mad? <laughs> but I, my bag. Come but on. But it was a good thing. Like, I think that that's a natural and healthy thing that siblings do. Like, compete for their parents' attention mm-hmm. and compete for the love because you can definitely see, like, 
is that like there's a possibility for it to go away when when it shifts focus to your right. sibling, right? So it's yeah. just like that like immediate human sort of panic thing where it's just like, oh my god, like maybe they won't love me anymore because they love her too much, you know? Yeah. So I think that there's just something that I, it stopped when we got older, but when we were little kids, yeah, there was definitely like competition about like who did something better, who cleaned their room better. I like, think the age, my sister and I's age difference, I think, prevented us from oh, being yeah. too competitive. Yeah. Because she was se- seven years younger than me. So it was like, we weren't really like in school together. We didn't, you know what I mean? Like, right. And we would, like, we couldn't be competitive about certain things because we just weren't experiencing them at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we mm-hmm. were like jealous. Like, we would like, I want to be the one to drive the go-kart. You already had a turn. Like, <laughs> you know, we would be like siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, were you and Matt competitive? So, it's funny. I feel like I have... Um, Matt the, strikes me as somebody who is competitive. The direct opposite experience of this with siblings. And the opposite take from you, Lily, which is... Um, I never found it to be a good thing. I thought it was a bad thing. I think it's like almost a toxic thing in some cases because... Let me see if I can land this plane. So, first of all, when I learned the theme of this episode, I want at some point to say, like, Oh, well, I can't talk about competition without talking about capitalism. We'll get there. We're mm. going to end on a very heavy political note, listeners. Don't worry. Uh, but my f- brother and my I love father. You see where the podcast is going. Oh, I have a whole plan for this episode. It's not unfolding so well because I'm trying not to talk over everybody. But uh, my father and my brother both very much bought into and are products of that capitalist. And, and I don't know if they listen to the podcast. Uh, Dad, Matt, I love you. <laughs> not critiquing you, but. They bought into that idea that I think comes from capitalism of like, and kind of our patriarchal society, like if you're a man, like, and you're a man in America, and we're a capitalist, like you compete for everything. And like, you put yourself up by your bootstraps, and you step in the guy's neck if you need to, to get ahead, but in a moral way, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and they were both like the same, like, my dad was more sporty, and he became an attorney. A trial attorney where he's compete with people in front of a judge every day. Mm-hmm. My brother was very sporty and became an attorney also. And like, so when competing with my brother, Matt, to answer that question, it's like, I always felt like I had to. And it came from my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, your brother does this. Mm-hmm. And your brother likes playing water polo. Why don't you like playing water polo? Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird sport we'll unpack into that. <laughs> you know, your brother does. And, and Matt, is a weird sport. you said... We didn't have totally it in the South. Very strange. Oh, huh. When I came out here and somebody said the word water polo, I pictured like people with like croquet like... On horses. And That's what I thought it was too. When <laughs> my brother first joined the Do tell. One of horses. <laughs> but like... Um, they, we were talking about, do we have competition in our nature when mm-hmm. we kicked off this conversation? They do. They both do. Mm-hmm. My dad and my brother. So I kind of, my memory of growing up is like growing up feeling shame. Yeah. I'll land the plane. <laughs> feeling shame that like that wasn't in me. I didn't want to compete oh. with my brother. Right. But he was happy to compete with me. I didn't want to compete for my dad's affection, but he expected me to. I didn't want to compete with strangers that jump in the swimming pool to play this weird sport. Like I had no interest in it. But yeah. It was kind of, like, forced on me, and I hated it. I, I think that that's a really interesting thing to say, because I also have a bit of a shame feeling about not being competitive. And, like, professionally, I'm, like, not super crazy ambitious. I just want, like, a comfortable job that I enjoy a lot, but I don't have, like, these weird ambitions to be, like, the best market, like, copywriter, marketer that there's ever been. Like, I don't... 
I don't need my name in lights. I don't like want a fucking billboard with my face on it. You know, like I just, I have none of that. But I feel a lot of the time I start to feel like shameful about that because I also feel like it, it's kind of the reason why I'm just sort of not very successful, <laughs> you know? And like, I should have more of that. I should have more of that drive, but like, I just don't want to spend my life trying to bring other people down so I can get on top of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I want to get on top of people. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's really I'm interesting about right competition, here. and I, I, we're going to keep going back to the last dance this whole episode, as, um, and maybe this is where we all have moments of, of how shame was brought in our lives because of other people's competitiveness, like with the last dance and Michael Jordan. Yeah. You kind of see that illustration of I think his real motivation deep down was to be the best yeah. basketball player he could be. But as you watch that series, they kind of get into this thing of like being that competitive. Competition brings out this thing in you where it can go to a really dark place where it's right. like it's not enough that I win. You have to lose. Exactly. I, I have, have to, to see you lose. You I have to down. break you. I have to see you broken and, and crying. That's a bit that I just and if like. I don't see that, I didn't. Really I don't win. like that. Yeah, but I think. And that's how we're gonna get to capitalism. But I think it's impossible <laughs> to get to that level because you know you see a lot of the the men who are playing with him and they are fucking phenomenal at their jobs. They are yeah. such so great players and they are so. But they don't shine as bright because I think that they don't have that like drive that made them want to kill you know like it was like kills kill vibes right or it's just like i must like destroy this person i must make them look a fool basically Mm -hmm. because i need to be the best and i think that like yeah i don't have that like killer instinct it's just not ever been a part of me but you know i do see people who have it and they do end up succeeding oh and that's especially in America because I think that our American culture is so by nature about competition and competitiveness and like the killer wins, you know, like it's, you've got to be cutthroat and that's the whole fucking mentality. And people love to see people who are that way succeed. And like my sensitive little soul just like recoils from that. And I absolutely hate it. And so like, that's like, the way I feel least American is that I just don't like that. I, I don't, don't like anything that, that, any theory that's like for a community or a group of people that relies on a, a model of scarcity, mm-hmm. I don't like. Like, yeah. I don't like the idea that power is finite. I right. don't like the idea that there's not enough so you have to like step on your neighbor's neck. You know, right. like, I don't like, and that's, I, I've never, Or that winning means that you have to have everything. Right. You know, yeah, like just the wealth disparity in this country, and, and like these people who have billions much. and billions of dollars, and you're like nobody, no one person, no one family, even for if the world was going to last into the generations where your money would still be going on, like nobody needs that. No. Nobody needs more than one billion dollars. Yeah, anybody who has more than one billion dollars, what the fuck do you need more yeah. money for? I know you okay. have everything you can buy. It's get the perfect illustration. The, the, the give kids a free meal in a, in the world. Repay college loans. Yeah, you know people what I mean? who have gone you into don't things need like that education much money. and non Yeah, there are just there's so many ways you could. But that's competition is a dead research. end. It's like, a dead end. Like the the end result of competition is that you're Jeff Bezos yeah. and you have enough money to solve all the world's problems and you and choose you do not nothing. To. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. Like, and then and then it's just so more and more and more just like acquire more and it's never enough. It's like a black hole. Yeah. I mean, it, that's the other thing, too. I think that like like with that level of competition, too, you could kind of see it with happening. We're bringing it back to Michael Jordan, folks, um, where it was just like not enough. Yeah. And like his competition or his competitive he has to start making up shit. got higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Like he starts making up stories in his and, mind. Yeah. So that he can like get to that place. Yeah. And I just, it feels just wrong. Yeah. But I mean, it, I agree. I agree with you. Um, I just think that sometimes when I see people performing at a level like that, I'm like, it makes sense that you hear the backstory and you go, it took that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For him to, like, excel in that kind of way. Or, like, like when you just hear about these people who, you know, they, they're, like, obsessive with their work and it pays off. But it's interesting because there are people out there who are obsessive about their work and they don't... I don't know. Now we're going to start talking about success, which is a totally <laughs> different thing. But I was going to say there are people who are obsessive about their work and do work very hard at it, but the reward they... We- the reward that they reap is not financial and it's not like a gain of like, I'm the victor of this, you know, the riches or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely possibility to succeed and get ahead without tearing other people down. And I think that, I mean, it might be harder. I'm going to sound like a hippie, but to me that is getting ahead. Right. Like to me, like, it's just like, if you had the wherewithal and you had that kind of wealth and you could help, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I never expected to, make as much as I make right now and I don't make that much but I also didn't I didn't really think about it I was like I just want enough to get by yeah and one of the things that's been really really rewarding is the ability to we are ACLU members we support our local PBS station you guys we talk all the time with the four of us donate to political campaigns where Mm -hmm. we see like you know something could get flipped for the better and it's like that always feels so much better better than a lot of other shit yeah giving in that way it's yeah. kind of like it's nice well i don't yeah. know what that has to do with competition <laughs> but <laughs> i think too though that like there's something about that that keeps you grounded and i think that that's something too with like super competitive people is that they kind of get into this like zone where their like feet aren't on the ground anymore and they don't it, it's not inhuman necessarily but it's like you kind of lose touch with some touchstones and like things that ground you yeah because it's all about this like drive for this one thing and you kind of have your like eyesight on one thing and you kind of lose the myopic yeah and kind of like lose all of the I mean I can't imagine being with a hyper competitive person who kind of was obsessive in that way and just kind of be like look around like there's other things there's like life is really it's finite and there's so much better things to do that we saw and you and I both had like a physical reaction to it it's the couple and they're both athletes and they're always racing each other and they're like like um so they go into they're both it's it's aired within the last year it's a couple they're both athletes I guess they're famous professional athletes Mm -hmm. and they they're always like trying to outrun each other they're like racing they're doing this they're doing that and then like they go into the store and he goes to like pay with his credit card and she does like Apple Pay or something and then like she one ups him uh-huh. and like then like the competition starts it all over again and you and I were both just like 
Ugh. Like it was just, I'm and I was like, can you imagine like being in a relationship? Mm-mm. And some people thrive off of it, and that's interesting. The idea that like competition could be something that would also be like, like a turn on. Yeah, like you, you'd like somebody who like is a like a, beats you all the time. Yeah, well, we were just watching New Girl where a Coach arm wrestles like that gal. She's like, what do you want to arm wrestle? And he's like, yeah. Clear the table. <laughs> there is nothing that would turn me off more than a guy saying to me, "Do you want to arm wrestle?" <laughs> I feel like, I'm like, get away from me. Really? I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, you. fine. I don't have any upper body strength or lower body strength <laughs> to speak of. But I also, even if I did, would not want to fucking arm wrestle you. Uh-uh. No, thank you. Yeah. But, but I, that's that thing, like. I, I sorry, I'm gonna keep going back to like we can't talk about competition without capitalism. Like we grew up, all of us, in a society where it's like you should be turned on by and you should get off on competition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you don't That was like the message You should of the feel 80s. shame. You should feel like you're weak and maybe you're like a communist agitator. That's right. You don't wanna be in the rat race with us, what's wrong with you? Like, teams yeah. Because you well, either made those people teams need it. You people did. in America grew up like the whole structure of our side is competition. It's and all set up for that. You yeah. talking about it is making me realize too. So much of the identity of masculinity is competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not enough that I win; you have to lose. That's masculinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, if you're not winning, there's something wrong with you. Like mm-hmm. you're, not you're not trying not pushing hard for it. If like if you're not basically like, yeah, like the message of the '80s was like if you aren't a successful millionaire it's your fault and there's definitely something you just didn't try hard enough mm-hmm. try harder yeah work faster and then you can have the right connections because and the right right connections. Connections. it's a myth they right you can peddle that, that myth yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. look at our tyrant in chief like donald trump he didn't earn any of his money he inherited no. what he didn't fucking lose he doing his way into and now he's the goddamn president yeah but yeah. it's that myth of like anyone could have been donald trump when the reality is like no, no. A few people true. got rich, and they passed their money to their kids, and that's why those rich families exist. Mo- right. no, motherfucker, one percent. Yeah, yeah and they have everything. Yeah. As I told you, listeners, this is a political. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is a, like such a huge myth, and that needs debunking for sure. And then also to talk about, you know, the communities where, like, competing isn't really even an option. They don't even have like. A foot in the, the race. Do you think that if we had someone sitting at this table with us right now who was a competitive person, that they would say, we are afraid of, of success? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. I think that that is definitely the message. Yeah. They, I think I think they would be like, well, you're all just afraid of success. You're afraid of getting your hands dirty. Yeah. And then my response to them, because I've already built an argument in my head for the imaginary person. And by the way, it's Matthew McConaughey and the Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. That's who is in okay. my mind, who's just like, well, you're afraid of success. You know, and I'm just I like. To watch that movie. And I'm just like, no, like we measure success differently, I think yeah. is what it is. Like yeah. you and I have different ideas about what success is. Mm-hmm. Um well, yeah, I mean, I think that there's, there's, oh, there was this really disgusting um, interview that I listened to a really long time ago, but basically it was like um, after the uh, housing crisis collapse and all that, um, they were interviewing, um, on NPR, I think, they were interviewing these two uh, new, like, younger finance guys from Wall Street, 
and their whole mentality was just like they're just making money hand over fist and like all these crazy schemes and whatever <clears throat> and they were asking them like why do you think that this is like that you make so much money for this job and then somebody who like works just as hard like would, would never see this amount of money or whatever and, and their answer was just like they're just not smart enough that's a convenient like we're just really thing to smart tell yourself yeah it's a really convenient thing to tell yourself yeah and it's like, no, you're kind of willing to do some stuff. Well, also, <laughs> like... A lot of people aren't willing to do. There's a lot of compromises then, along that path. Yeah. Well, I think of that Martin Schmegma or whatever his name is. The very punchable face. Yeah. Uh, the very punchable face. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Can I call him Skillrod? Whatever. Fuck that Skill, guy. Yeah. yeah but, the, but that is the level that... You know, people are like, they praise how great capitalism is. And I'm like, look at that fucking guy. That's capitalism in action. Is he the king king of the incels? He does look like an incel. He might be. A lot of people are vying for that title right now, so it's hard to say. (laughs) It's hard to say. King of the incels. Yeah. But I mean, I think that the, the messaging is just really toxic and it's really bad that, you know, you're lazy or you you don't want to succeed or you're not smart enough or you're just not trying hard enough or whatever. If you're not out there just being like crazy, like competitive every day. And it's like, hey, guess what? Like, I don't have that drive. First of all, I don't want to manufacture it for myself. I would be really miserable if my whole goal was just to like one up somebody else or like absolutely or like even to like be the best at something. I mean, like that inherently isn't terrible. That's not a bad thing, but I just don't. Well, yeah, wanting to succeed is important. Yeah. You have to have drive. You have to have motivation to do things. But it just seems really lonely. To It seems like a lonely path. Mm-hmm. To yeah. constantly be pitting yourself against other people and trying to one-up them and trying to be like and stand alone on your own to be the best of something. That just seems so terribly lonely. It's, it seems lonely. And, you know, the other thing I'm thinking about is like... um it just sounds like that person would have a very big well of sadness. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yes. Because what's underneath all of that bravado and show and drive? What's like, what's what's really there? You get there and you're like, you'll go look around and you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody here? Anybody here? Oh, just me. Oh, shit. Nobody's here. Yeah. Because yeah. you've probably driven everyone away. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm writing so many stories in my mind. I'm just, again, Michael Jordan, when he lost whatever the thing, something, and the next day the the trainer, his physical trainer, he's like, sorry you lost, bummer. He's like, when should we meet up again? He's like, tomorrow. He thought the no. season, season was going to be like, uh, it was like three months away, yeah. and Michael Jordan's like, I'll see you tomorrow. I need to fucking work out because I lost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what I mean? His family. His family's like, you've been absent. Where have you been? I don't know. I it's funny because when I, when, you know what? I, I'm having a memory. I've seen all of us be incredibly competitive Ooh. when we watch our Saints play. <gasps> oh, oh We yes. go, we get fun. down to brass tacks. Yeah. I have, and you know what? And I, I have trouble yelling bad things at them when they fuck up. Like, the meanest I can be to them is I say things like, pay attention. <laughs> like, I'm just like, but then the other teams, I'm just like, like oh, the Dirty Birds. Dirty Birds. Yeah, those fucking Falcons. I can't even. <laughs> I Dare. will scream horrible things that I don't even understand how my brain comes up with when I watch the Patriots play because I hate them with a 
well, passion. Sorry, Carolyn, if you're listening to this. Brady's on my mother, Carolyn. Yeah, I was going to say, he's and on the Rock is in Tampa Bay. Really? Yeah. So, I don't like cheaters. That's the other thing too. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be a exactly. competitive person and if you're gonna be the best at something and you're gonna compete, do not all those cheat. assholes cheat. Well, it's on hard. The way yeah, and then like, well, they're doing the bounty gate thing, right? And the Saints got slapped on the wrist for that. And you know, we love to. I mean, we don't love to watch football. I'm excited for football season. I'm enjoying it more. I don't know if it's like gonna happen older. though this year. I know. But I like watching I sports. I like watching yeah. competitive sports and like having a team to root for. It's I fun. I like watching soccer. Yeah. Yeah. And Thank so and the Chargers left. I okay. really wish we had. I wish <laughs> we had like a good California football team I could get behind. I just don't really no. care for any of the teams no. here. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. I know people are very passionate about their their sports. <laughs> well, you know, it's um, funny. Uh, this is a good angle for this conversation with sports because we started off talking about how none of the four of us really feel like we're competitive by nature but Mm -hmm. sports does kind of bring it out in you and other things can bring it out too right Mm -hmm. like at work um lily and i work for a man who is he's not just competitive by nature like he is competition like he Mm -hmm. hates everyone else and has and he has that michael jordan thing like i have to prove that like not just my company's successful like i'm smarter than them i'm better than them and I'm not like that at all. Yeah. I think Lily or I can identify with it most of the time. But, for example, we had a client recently, um, and this happens in our business, they decided to move on from working with us, mm-hmm. uh, and we thought they were making the wrong decision. Definitely. And now, if I'm being honest, even though I'm not business competitive... I'd love to bury them. Lily and I are speaking <laughs> metaphorically, but like Lily, I want to bury them in the fucking ground. Yeah. I, we're pitching their competitors right now, and if we get business uh, with one of them, uh-huh. like, I'm going to go after that company I in a way to, like... into the SEO desert. My boss will be very happy, because it's in all of us. I think things yeah. bring it out of you. It's you know? true, yeah. Jamie, now that you're saying that. Revenge. Like, the, the, the whole revenge. idea yeah. of, like, that, I love a revenge film. I mean, but I guess I don't see that as competition. I think that that's that's a different. That's we a were different wrong. Beast. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't there before. Yeah. Then right. They brought it well, up. that can make revenge. I think can make you competitive, but it's almost like a different kind of energy. Yeah, it's not like winning for the sake of winning. It's like I'm I'm owed this, and I'm gonna get it for myself. Exactly. Yeah. Or like you wronged me, and I'll show or, you. Yeah, I think kill Bill. I think I yeah, exactly yeah. just <laughs> like I hate cheating. I hate injustice, and uh, so when you too. see that that's, happen, you just want to fix it. That's the only fight I've ever been in. Was like in junior high school, and there was this guy who was oh, a baseball player fuck. who was like bullying a kid who was um, had an intellectual disability, and I just fucking lost my shit and like jumped on that kid and just started wailing on this like baseball player bro dude but injustice brings it out yeah. in me. like it will bring out a furious rage in me yeah like i yeah for sure as well it should and, and that's the moment we're in as a country right now right i mean that's where we've been for months the whole country with you know like the injustice of so many of these killings that have happened but like when george yeah. floyd was murdered and brown taylor was murdered like everyone just got yeah. Yeah. No, we I'm can't take it anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. It sounds like a good way to wrap up. No? <laughs> yeah. You're, 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 you must have a good internal clock. We're like, we're about five minutes. Revenge is good. Competition is bad. What else did we Justice like? for all. Come on. Through capitalism. We got, we have to watch the last dance. It's fantastic. Watch the last dance. It's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I also really like that I got to hear you and Lily say that you want to bury a com- like a competitor. I like, like this. Kind of hot, right? <laughs> I don't want to see the storyline. I know. Me too. Steph and I are just like going. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's interesting because I'm like, competition isn't sexy at all. And then when you're just like, I want to fucking bury the competition, I was like, hot. <laughs> but I also know that I know the story and I think they deserve to be buried, yeah. right? Because I'm in well, your corner, right. of yeah. course. Uh, too bad, so sad. Bye bye. <laughs> that's our new sign off. Yeah, that's our new sign off. Too bad, so sad. Bye bye. Um, no, but actually, uh, for reals, uh, thank you for sticking around with us. Yeah, this is long. Our punch, punch our drunk, punch drunk episode. Um, yeah, if you uh, made it through, you might be more competitive than you realize. Um, you challenge yourself. You challenge yourself for sure. And you, and you have infinite patience. That we've learned about you. Um, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, yes. We're glad you found us. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for, thanks for coming back and Always. hearing our interesting audio and segues. And... Mm-hmm. Just another manic Sunday. Oh. Um, <laughs> Day. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna go listen to some bangles. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, more it's, it's music videos. More music videos. Walk like an Egyptian. So good. <laughs> Susanna Hoffs is like uh, fire, man. Yeah, that those voice. eyes. Anyway, okay. Rest All right, Prince. Woo. That that seems like a good time to sign off. Uh, yeah. So check us out on the socials at ShamePod, or you could email us ShamePod at gmail.com. Yeah. If, if email us if you know about that skater chick from the, the yeah. music video from the Tom Petty Free Fall. Oh. And, yeah. and please, folks, like and subscribe. Uh-huh. These ladies are doing good work. Oh. You know you love it. Thank, Thank you. Biden Harris. Biden Harris 2020. Mamala. Mamala. Oh, mama. All right. right. Anywho, we will see See you you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye.